Hey peeps, uh, checking in with you today. I'm, uh, you know, what's on my mind today? We're, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, ideal clients today because uh, we got some news from a, a client of ours today that uh, they might be consolidating their budgets, and we were afraid of this. Um, you know, we we do a really good job. For this client we do exactly what we're hired to do um, we're dedicated we're trying to be a great partner but um, sometimes you have clients and uh, people you do business with that just are not ideal it doesn't mean that they're bad or evil um, or anything um, but they're they're clients that just you need to decide if uh, if they're going to be with you for the long term and how you deal with that. And this client specifically, uh, they're a large client. They they probably, um, I want to say it varies, but I think they bring in about close to $15,000 a month with us, which for a marketing company, I mean, that's a pretty good size client. Um, yeah, if they leave, when they leave, that's going to leave kind of a hole in our business. And, um, if you don't plan properly to deal with things like that, you are uh, you're either taking a pay cut or you're digging into your cash reserves if you have any. You're possibly dealing, getting into credit uh, if you have a credit line, or you're laying people off, which really sucks to do, and you don't want to do that. So, um, making sure that when you're you have your your client roster and the people that you that you work with, um, you need to make sure that if any part of that client roster leaves, that you have a plan to deal with it. And starting by looking at your all your clients and determining if they are ideal clients, whatever that means to you, uh, that's going to help you uh, learn to deal with what you have to deal with. You know whether that's um, <clears throat> not counting them, not counting on them as revenue somehow. You have them and you deal with them, but you really don't figure them into your budget, whether you, if they stay or leave, you know, it's either icing on the cake or if they leave, you know, they don't make an impact. And um, that can be hard to do if you have people that need to service the, that client, but it's a real thing when that client actually leaves and you lose that revenue and you have to deal with it so it's better to to just deal with it up front somehow however hard that that may be and that's different for everybody um <clears throat> or if they're not an ideal client maybe you make the decision that you just have to part ways or you fire them essentially and just nicely say that um you know i don't think we're a good fit and um are a good partner and for you know this reason or that reason and you go and you part ways and uh it helps you just deal with it you know because when if that that client is if they're with you for a long time and then you begin to depend on them and that revenue and they're not an ideal client and they don't respect you 
as a, an equal partner and a valuable provider, and they're willing to just one day call you up and say, no, nah, we need to part ways. Um, that's not an ideal client. They're not a great partner. They're not the type of people that you want to be doing business with. And um, sometimes you just got to pull that Band-Aid off and make the hard decision. And it, sometimes it's funny because when you when you come at it at, at that um, with that when you come at it at that angle, you're in a position of strength. And if you're willing to be in a position of strength like that, um, you should be able to make that hard decision. Um, you can stand in front of them and say, you know what. It's not working out, and here's why. And uh, you'd be surprised sometimes, though, if you come at it like that, uh, they may change their tune. Or you may be able to get them under some sort of contract to where you are protected. Uh, You could do a a number of different things that, um, if you're in the mindset that you're in the position of strength and you're willing to just walk away, then that's your opportunity to really make things happen. And it doesn't mean, it might not mean that you actually part ways, but if you come in and say, I think we are not a good fit, and here's why, and I think we should part ways, and they come back to the table, then you are definitely in a position of strength, and uh, you can possibly turn them into an ideal client at that point. Um, we've had clients in the past where, We've done that. <clears throat> Actually, we've we've done it a bunch of different ways, um, some good and some bad. Um, I can think of a client that was one of our very first clients, and they grew into um, a big chunk of our monthly business. And they were they were not an ideal client for a number of different ways. Um, they didn't. They wanted us to do work that was outside of our. Um, our focus, or our main focus, it was work that we could do and we could do well, but it really wasn't our our bread and butter. Um, they were terrible at planning, so they would come in and demand that things be done quickly and um, in a like a haphazard kind of way, which ended up biting us and them, and just we're not doing good work that way. Um, <clears throat> they would be. There was a lot of last-minute stuff, which makes it extremely hard for you know our team to plan their work schedule. Um, so that makes them not an ideal client. I think they looked at us a lot as a vendor that provided a service and not a partner, and they didn't. Uh, they just used us for very specific things, and again, not things that we really could uh, return the most value with. And that's kind of frustrating for us when we're, we're really trying to focus and do a good job on very specific things. Um, there was management people. We worked with some people there that we liked, but there were people over them that we worked in these with these people on a day-to-day basis, but there was people over them that... Uh, we're making decisions that we didn't have direct access to, which that makes them not an ideal partner. I mean, we want to be able to get in the room with our clients and talk face-to-face and have honest conversations 
because we want a partnership. And when people are making decisions and we can't even speak to them, uh, that's it's kind of scary and definitely not ideal. So with this client in particular, there was a lot of other issues and things, just baggage. And we just called them up one day and we didn't even, there, it wasn't even a debate. We had made the decision that we were going to part ways because ultimately, even though they gave us a lot of money every month, that money wasn't worth it because the drain on our team overall for all these different reasons um, on literally a daily basis wasn't worth the money. And it was actually probably costing us money just to deal with them. We we're getting paid, but we could ultimately put that same amount of effort uh, into another client or multiple, many multiple other clients and make twice the amount of money, essentially. So just because of the way they worked, we had to go to them and just say it's no longer working. We need to, within the next 90 days, we need to we need to stop what we're doing. You need to find a new vendor and we'll help you do that. You know, it was very, it was planned out. Everybody shook hands at the end of it and we're all still friends. But uh, we went our separate ways and it wasn't even a debate. We just told them what was going to happen. And uh, at the end of the day, we had to figure out um where we're going to get that or where we're going to replace that revenue with what we're going to replace it with. Um, but in the long run, I think it was the right thing to do. Another example is the one I was talking about earlier. I think we are working with a client that is, uh, it's the same kind of thing, but even larger. It's a, it's a massive corporation that we work with and we work with the, uh, marketing team that, you know, they're the people with the feet on the ground, they're really getting the work done. And there's a lot, there's multiple layers of people above them, managers and um, corporate people that are making decisions that just come down to them. And we, we're, it's ultimately not a true partnership because those, the relationship is completely out of our control. And it's super scary when that revenue gets up to a certain level and you're not under contract. Um, you have no protection whatsoever except for the relationships that you've built with some of these lower level people that themselves could ultimately go, you know what, I'm tired of working in the corporate world. I'm going to go get a new job and I'm out of here two weeks, you know, and um, you're left like, whoa, you know, you were my contact at this company and now what? You know, you have to deal with a new person that may have their uh, they may have their own people that they want to work with so within a couple of weeks or a month you could just be gone for reasons that are completely out of your control and that's super scary and that's a big reason why that one client is not ideal for us um, our ideal clients are people that consider us as legitimate partners I mean there's not we have contracts with them and uh, they consider us almost a part of of their company a part of their team and uh, there is not going to be a day where I mean there could be 
they come in and just say, you know what, we need to go in a different direction because of X, you know. Um, but for the most part, our clients consider us as part of their trusted team of people. We are a partner, a legitimate partner with them. We get to look them, we look, get to look decision makers straight in the eye and say, you know, what's going on here? What can we expect? What do you want from us? What do you, how do you think we're doing with our job? You know, how better can we prove value? And we can really look that person in the eye and trust that they're hearing us and that they're not going to drop any bombs on us. And ultimately, that's what we want. The other thing we want too is that we need to have a nice broad portfolio of clients to where no one client is in a position to cause our company damage. So an ideal client for us is not somebody that gives us tens of thousand dollars a month. It's more at the much lower range where you want to come in and help people and um, have a reasonable budget to where if something does happen in that relationship, um, it's just going to be a small bump in the road. Um, and that figures in heavily into our ideal client. Uh, a couple other things about our ideal clients is that they're local. We want, again, we want to be able to drive to somebody's office and talk to a decision maker. And we can't do that if we're in Ohio um, and that other companies in California. You know, it makes it really hard to, to do that to look them right in the eye. And you can have conference calls and and all that um, and talk on Skype and actually see somebody's face. But it's not the same as getting in a car and showing up and sitting in an office and having lunch with somebody and building that partnership relationship. So that's something that's really important to us. Um, and I could go on and on about our ideal client, but I think the point is that when you're getting into business, you kind of, you take whatever you can get to get started. And that's fine. Um, and I did that. I have, I had all kinds of different clients all across the board that I did. I took any type of work possible. And you have to do that to create revenue and take your business from zero to nothing. Um, <clears throat> but at some point, you have to really narrow down your core focus and the type of people that you want to work with because it's extremely, extremely difficult to be everything to everybody. Um, and the sooner that you can learn what your ideal client is specifically and start working towards that, the better. Because no business has, long, has had long-term success. I shouldn't say no business, but most businesses don't have long-term success um, if they are not focused on a specific niche and uh, a certain type of ideal client and providing a certain type of very specific type of business to that ideal client so you can be the best of the best for them. And um, that's something we're always struggling with. You know, you get people come to that come to you and go, hey, you want to, I got... I got ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars to do this project, and uh, you you want to do it, you know? And it's for the longest time, 
Um, you know, we're just, we're, as a business, we're trying to get ahead. We're trying to keep people's uh, salaries paid and the, the lights on and everything. And you end up a lot of times taking those projects and those type of clients that aren't ideal. And you just look back on almost every single one of them and go, damn, you know, I mean, I just probably shouldn't have done that. It was good money, but it ultimately is going to cost you money because that person is pulling you away from your core focus. Um, and, in, and for any number of other reasons, they're probably not going to be your ideal client. So spend a little time thinking about that. If you're just starting out, um, when, when can you start weeding out some of your clients as pe new people are coming to you? Have a pretty good understanding of who your ideal client is so you can look that person in the eye and go, you know, I'm probably not right for you for this because of X and uh, maybe you should go talk to this guy over here and, uh, you know, make a referral because uh, they're just not your ideal client. In the long term, you got to have good clients that uh, really respect what you do and um, really help you to make the most money that you possibly can because clients and customers can be a time suck. And uh, well, there's a, I would say the majority of people, if you are in a niche service of some sort, majority of people or companies that come to you are probably not going to be ideal. So I guess going away, take, Getting out of this podcast today, I would just want you to start thinking about that. We're thinking about it in a big way today because this client of ours is one of the largest that we have, and it's October, and they're saying, you know what, something's coming down from corporate, and they want to possibly make a change. And we don't quite understand why that is because we're doing excellent work for them uh, with what we've agreed to do. Yet somebody that we've never met is sending down a directive that uh, the services need to be consolidated. Whether that means they're moving them in-house or they need to move it to one specific vendor that's approved by the corporation or, or whatever. And um, we're having to deal with that. And we've been skirting around the issue of how to deal with it because they are such a large chunk of revenue. But I think the right thing to do would be just to rip the freaking band-aid off and deal with it and it doesn't necessarily mean firing them but it could be just you know every time that check comes in every month we don't count on it maybe we send it off to savings or um, in our case we have some debt that we're trying to knock down and you just get that into your into a mental space that that money is icing on the cake and you just start routing it somewhere else to where you don't depend on it. Hopefully this was helpful. And uh, we'll keep talking on topics like this. But uh, spend a few minutes today. Think about what your, what your ideal client is. And break it down into specifics. And see if you can start taking on clients and business that fits more into that specific mold. And it, uh, it'll be better for you in the long run. So have a great uh, day, everybody, and uh, hope
hopefully I'll be back this week to talk about another topic. And until then, uh, hope you have a great week. Take care.